0: welcome to episode one of season three of blowing up the darkness with light and really what this means is is piercing the darkness with light how do we do that the light is truth the light is love the light is God and the darkness are things and Really, the spiritual world that is not of God. And so it's not about um, blowing anything up really physically, but spiritually speaking. And the physical and the spiritual are different, but we know they are all connected. The physical and the spiritual um, are intricately connected and inseparable because we know that what we do physically matters what what they see with my eyes what I choose to watch with my eyes affects my thinking which affects my choices Um, what I choose to eat matters that affects me physically It, it affects how I feel which will then affect my choices in the physical world what I say, what I speak verbally matters, that will affect other people spiritually into the light or into the dark. What I what I do um, physically with my body matters, that the, we are we all have a soul and we all have a story. And what we have to understand is that our personhood is our is made up of three our soul is like the nucleus, our mind is the chunk that, um, I guess that makes up most of who we are because of our thoughts. Well, the soul really does. And then the physical, the body, that's just like the outer layering shell. <laughs> it doesn't really matter as much. And the body is also not eternal like the soul is, which is attached to the mind. <clears throat> And I believe we are to have the mind of Christ and that's one mind and that is the mind of love and loving people even when, it, when people aren't nice to you. And I've been thinking about that and I think that's the question to ask ourselves is when, who is the last person you've shown love to that didn't like you? Who's the last person you should love to that was actually mean to you and was trying to hurt you? Is your first initial reaction to stand up for yourself, to to deflect, to be defensive, or to say something offensive in return, or to put this person in their place? There's a time and place for that. But I remember that when people did that to Jesus, he was silent. He didn't go around defending himself. He spoke truth. But he didn't need to go around defending himself because he knew who he was. And he knew his mission. And ultimately, he knew his purpose. And he had a greater purpose than defending himself his purpose was to change the world with love and the ultimate form of love is sacrifice true love is sacrifice and greater love has none than this than him that is willing to lay down his life for his brother and if you're not willing to do that for your own family I don't know if you'd be willing to do that for a stranger. But Jesus did that for those that were killing him. So would you die for the people that are torturing you as they're torturing you? Most people probably not. But this is the kind of love that Jesus is calling us to as his children. It's a higher level of love than what any of us have ever known or truly experienced. And politically speaking, I'm about to get into some really heated topics right now. And before I do, I have to be, we have to relay this foundation of love. Okay, so love was, is. And always will be the answer there is no other way to fight the power of fear because it is fear that inhibits love it is fear that causes when given root causes hate and when given root hate becomes violence or even murder but it all starts with fear and if you have fear fear of people that are different fear of what's going on in the world fear of people that are angry or hateful fear of dying then you have not been made perfect in love because perfect love casts out all fear and when you get a fearful thought as a child of god you need to cast it out and you have the authority to do so to change your thinking but to change your thinking you have to have wisdom and knowledge and the bible says in proverbs that fear of god is the beginning of wisdom and if you don't if you don't have a, a holy fear of god and understanding of who he is then you won't be able to have And I I do say this with all um, humility and um, and an understanding of of a lifetime, 35 years of studying the scriptures. I started studying the scriptures before I could read when I was three, so I guess 32 years. 33! (laughs) I'm almost 36 anyway. God is above our understanding of in our finite humanity god is outside of time god created time there's a beginning and an end of time time is just a relative tool of measurement we know that it's different on all of the the planets based on the gravitational pull of the force of gravity and and this is just a tool that god gave us while we are in this era of living in our our physical bodies so we've got to understand that there's a lot more i guess moving forward okay so politically speaking george washington said do not have political parties he was the very first president of the United States and he said eventually if you choose to have political parties they will tear our country apart what did we do by the second president John Adams we started political parties by the third president Thomas Jefferson they were set in place, which the Republican Party in those days was the now Democratic Party. And we've started using the word side <coughs> lately. Whose side are you on? Well, I, from my understanding of what's going on right now is that um, there's a lot of hate and anger from different people Um, hate and racism start in the hearts of man they begin in the hearts of men in the hearts of women in the hearts of people and that is caused by fear and fear is a choice and so if we're, f- we're not, what Martin Luther King did in his most beautiful and eloquent and heartfelt, passionate speeches of uh, human rights and, and the civil rights movement and peaceful protesting and what, what they went through, he was, they were changing the laws and um, <clears throat> the laws of segregation, the laws, they, and, and they were successful change the laws for black people to vote black men and um, there was a specific goal that they were achieving and what the peaceful protests are fighting right now is racism racism is not institutionalized it is in the hearts of men and once you put up a sign that has any sort of hate or accusation on it Um, it will not change. (laughs) It's not going to change anyone because the people that need to change are the people that have fear and hate in their heart. And if you are also carrying fear and hate in your heart, you are blind. The Bible says that if you hate, you do not know God. If you fear, you do not know God. And that if you hate your brother, you most certainly do not know God. So if you're going around accusing or judging anyone, um, you won't change them. It only portrays your own lack of love and understanding. Um, There, there is something to be said about standing up for injustice. We must stand up for injustice. We must. But that is a very individualized, complicated um, thing. It's not like having. It would be like having a protest for the Ku Klux Klan. It's like it's it's a secret, right? It's in the hearts of men where racism lies. There's racism everywhere, but there's also love everywhere. There. I've I've met. <clears throat> people that are uh, we can't generalize anybody because that's not fair and that's not educated and there are the most wonderful um, loving supportive people that are in the military that are that are policemen that that risk their lives daily that have given their lives to be service to be service people And there are um, the most loving people that have very little uh, that are minorities in our country and have struggled so hard. It's not a them or us issue. It's a human rights issue. It's not a political issue. It's a human rights issue, but we can't fight hate with hate because it's like the blind leading the blind. The, the only answer is love and I've really been meditating on the story of Ruby Bridges over the last week and how Ruby was the first black child to go to an all white school and she happened to be the only little girl that showed up that day or the whole year in fact There, in fact the, the people were so angry Um, and at the situation that they they picketed the line of the schoolhouse elementary school every day and held up signs and said terrible things as little six year old Ruby walked in the doors of the school and none of the other children even showed up for school so all year she was the only kid in the whole school and every day she walked to school And one day her teacher saw her outside speaking. Of course, she didn't know what she was saying because she was far away and there was loud people rioting. When she got to class, she asked Ruby, now Ruby, what did you, what did, what were you saying when you were moving your mouth outside? And Ruby says, well, every day I pray for the people that are persecuting me and today I forgot because I I pray for them on my walk to school but today I forgot so I stopped outside to pray for them before I came in because I love them and that's from a six year old child loving those that persecute you if you haven't done that if you haven't loved someone that's persecuted you then I don't know how you're really going to change someone's heart that has racism in it because I don't know of anyone that has been able to overcome fear the power of fear is very strong And I know the only thing more powerful than that is the power of love. To get into things like taking down the statues of um, like Robert E. Lee. I don't, I would not consider that healing a wound. I think healing starts with understanding. Um, from my understanding, of course, there wasn't there, but I know that I've heard he was a very, a good person and um, a great military leader. Uh, I think the, like having Andrew Jackson and and George Washington on our dollars. Would be more. Um, I don't know these people. You have you have to really think about <clears throat> just understanding that it's it's a it's a fear starts in the hearts of men, and we can't by taking things away or hiding things or covering up. I don't think that's really revealing the truth. I think the truth is what sets us free. The truth is that all men and women are created equal. We are of equal value. And there, there needs to be a reverence for the things that, we, that have been done wrong. Or any wrong that you've done. But the minute that you go out and start accusing someone else, you lose your power, right? You're giving it away. Because have you looked at the log in your own eye before you point out the speck in others? Have you given your life to fighting injustice? Um, that's what a lot of policemen have done and if you go out accusing one of them without knowing their personal story then you are placing yourself in the seat of judgment and I know that we are no one's judge we are not called to be anyone's judge because when you judge someone else I don't know if you know how how do I say this it grieves me because it makes us look ugly and when we love to the point where it's it's a sacrifice it makes us look beautiful And a long time ago when I was in college, just to throw this thought in here, um, a long time ago when I was in college, my favorite professor, Professor Abshar, one of them, oh, so cool, He was uh, he's Iranian, and he said, you know, it's just really interesting how, <clears throat> like, growing up in Iran, he said that they never talked bad about their military leaders or there wasn't like public or they're like um, political leaders or they're there that's it just wasn't something that happened in publicly and he said that their culture looks upon the American culture at when when we when we're full of hate and we say things that are hateful publicly about our leaders he said that the, the Middle East culture looks at that as a, as a sign of weakness and deunification. And that that is a time... So, anyway, the last month I've been thinking, when this, um, the last few months, ever since we've got evacuated, uh, ever since we've been quarantined, I felt that there would be, um... And my friend Rachel prophesied that there would be looting and violence and chaos coming. And now that it's been here for the last week, I've been just concerned that um, there will be some other countries. Yeah, so other countries are like taking note of what's going on and they are ready to attack because they see that we're not unified so that's a real problem it's just another mindset I'm not saying to be worried it's just to be aware that there's greater <clears throat> we can't fight the enemy unless we know who the enemy is uh, the enemy we're not the, each other we're not the enemy even Russia and China as much as no they're not the enemy the real enemy either is Satan and he rules with the spirit of fear, and so that's why we have to cast it out in Jesus' name. And um, I would say, moving forward, I don't believe having a political party, having political parties, are necessary or good. I would not. I would not condone them anymore at this point. I would say vote for the person that you believe as an individual has integrity. Because integrity is doing the right thing when no one is looking. And if you're able to see past stupid things people say, mean things people say, hurtful things people say, and forgive them, then you're on a on a good path because forgiveness is also the answer but also standing up for what's right is the answer in a kind way Uh, because right now again last thing I'm going to say we are not fighting a battle against yeah it's it's a battle against the It's a spiritual battle, and the battle belongs to the Lord. And we can only do that through obeying Him, following Him, and love. Because God is love. And once we stop loving, we have nothing to offer.